Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of Geeks Me Radio. Today, we are joined by Karen Sony from Deadpool 2, talking all about that movie and a new project he has coming out as well. We'll then talk with the owner of Justin's Comics, Justin Burnett, and Tara Strong herself will tell you where to find her upcoming conventions this summer. Stand by. jam-packed show so let's just get right to it we're joined live right now by karen sony uh, if you're out seeing movies this weekend you probably ended up seeing deadpool 2 he's reprising his role as dopinder karen thank you very much for joining us today of course thanks for having me so uh, this the success of the first movie obviously uh, is indisputable i ended up going to a press screening earlier this week and saw the sequel which is even better, I think, than the first one. Uh, oh, wow. There's a lot more going on. Uh, what? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, let's let's start by let's back up to the first movie. Describe a little bit for us, if you would, uh, the procedure that you went through to get cast as Dopinder. Uh, yeah, I basically <clears throat> auditioned for it in November, I think, of 2014. Uh, which feels like a long time ago. Um, and it was a very kind of secretive thing. I didn't know it was a super movie. I knew it was a Fox movie. Uh, I didn't know Ryan was in it or anyone was in it. And they changed the Deadpool name to George. So it just seemed like a like generic scene or whatever. Um, and I went in and did that and then never heard anything. Wasn't really even thinking about it because I didn't really know what it was. And then about three months after that, I just got a call saying, that they wanted me to sign for four Deadpool movies. And in the beginning, I very much thought that Ryan had just been a fan of mine and had just been like, he needs to be in these movies. And then once I read the script, I was like, oh, I auditioned for this. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so <laughs> that was kind of the process. Uh, but I was surprised that, you know, that it was for more than one movie uh, because I loved the script, but I was, and my character wasn't in the comics. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. So ever since we shot the first one, I was very curious to know like what I was going to be doing after the first one. Um, and then when I read the script for the second one, um, I got very excited because you've seen it and I just get to do some really cool stuff. So <clears throat> Definitely. And so you said they optioned you for four movies. So we've got we've got two more coming after this one. Well, um, now I, I don't know with the Disney merger what's happening, but um, Oh, at one true. point, that was the plan, yes. <laughs> if Disney, I guess, lets us or, or what happens with that, who knows. But, um, but yeah, they own me for two more if they ever want me, and I would happily be there for two more. Well, given I think the first one uh, made about $780 million, I can't believe that Disney would turn down that kind of money. So here's hoping that we get to see you in at least two more. <laughs> 
I know, yeah. I feel like, you know, I mean, there's obviously a lot of properties like this. This one definitely feels, like, very, very different from everything else. Like, there's other superhero movies that are funny, but this is, to me, like, more so an R-rated comedy than a superhero movie. Like, I laugh more mm-hmm. at these movies than I do at most R-rated comedies. So, so it does feel <laughs> like it's very different from everything else. But, I mean, when we were filming this movie, if someone had told me that Disney was going to buy Fox, I, I would have been like, that's never going to happen. So, right. So, we'll see. Like, I don't, I think everyone, like, doesn't really know what any of it means. But, um, uh, yeah, if this one does really well also, then I'm sure everyone likes to make money, right? So, I'm sure they would want to make more, but we'll see. And I, there's just the comedy. I have the jokes in this in Deadpool 2. I'm going to have to go back and see it again because everyone was laughing so hard. You miss a couple of things. But just with such a comedic script and your character playing off of Ryan Reynolds, how many retakes were there per scene? I can only imagine there was a lot of laughter involved. And, okay, let's do that one again. Um, I will say I feel very um, – I pride myself on not breaking <laughs> – because I mainly work in comedy, so I, I take it as like a point of pride to not break. So when we did the first one, and even when I do the scenes just with Ryan, I I feel like I'm pretty good with just keeping it on the inside. Um, he is like the funniest person to me, so it is very hard. But I but I try to challenge myself to not like spoil the take. But the breaking was happening a lot from Josh Brolin, for sure. Um, <laughs> he would he would really he just seemed like he was having the best time, and it was just really fun to watch him just like give the most manliest laugh after Ryan would say something that's so stupid. <laughs> um, and David, the director, uh, was definitely, you could definitely hear him almost every take just like giggling. And I think he had never really done in his other two movies. They're not really f- comedies at all. So I think like he had to, ha- he had a quick learning curve of learning that like, you can't laugh during the take because like you can hear that. Right. Um, but definitely the first few days when we were filming, you could very audibly hear David laughing which is great for actors because you just feel good about it. But, uh, but it was definitely the two like manliest men. Cause even David's like a pretty like manly stunt guy to hear them like laugh at the jokes was really fun. Was there any improv involved on your part at all with some of the lines? Were there uh, anything like, okay, give us a different take on that. Were there uh, improv or was it strict script reading? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was improv. So I haven't even seen the movie as of now I'm seeing it at the premiere on Monday. So I don't even know what made it in there. But, um, yeah, we definitely have, like, a lot of uh, options. Actually, a lot of, like, alternate lines for myself. And actually for a lot of characters come from Ryan. Like, he'll just, you know, pull out his iPhone and in his notes section, he just has, like, 20 different things that he, like, wants you to try. Um, In the second one, it definitely felt like we had a lot more time to film everything. Like, it was a huge difference. I don't know how much the difference was in the budget, but to me it felt like a completely different kind of movie. Um, so we really had like a lot of time to like film every scene. So yeah, we did like, you know, multiple versions of everything. Uh, but the writers, Red and Paul, were on the set every day, which is also pretty rare for a studio movie um, or any movie really. Because a lot of times they just, you know, take the script and then they just tell the writers to never show up. But for the first movie and this movie, they're there the entire, for every time you're speaking, they're in like by the monitor. So they'll always rush in. Or even if something you did on your face that they liked or something, they'd be like, like do that face again or something. So it's like very kind of collaborative with all that stuff. And in the second one, we had a lot of time to try everything out. And you've got a couple other movies uh, that are, if not already out, coming out soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I've a lot. Of, the thing that I just finished was actually a TV show that I'm like pretty excited about. Um, it's going to be for TBS. It's called Miracle Workers. Uh, we're actually launching it next week in New York at the Upfronts. Uh, but it stars myself, Daniel Radcliffe, and Steve Buscemi. And uh, it's from Simon Rich, who created Man Seeking Woman. Um, and we already shot the first season. And uh, Steve Buscemi plays God. And myself and Daniel play angels. Um, and it's basically the show set in like the offices of heaven where God has decided to uh, trigger the apocalypse because he's kind of done with humanity. And these two angels have to convince um, God that humanity is worth saving. And it's like a very weird, very funny, like strange show that I'm really excited about. Steve Buscemi is God. That's that's a far cry from Morgan Freeman. My goodness. I know. Our God is a very different <laughs> from every God that you've probably seen. Um, he wears hoodies and wife beaters, and he's kind of just, like, given up on life. The idea of the show is that running the Earth is the most stressful job in the universe because there's just no winning. Every day there's, like, new problems. So he's just kind of, like, really worn out and kind of over the whole thing. And so it's about kind of these younger angels convincing him that like what he created with earth is actually special. So it's like a very sweet show. It has like something to say, but it's also really, really dumb and funny at the same time. Um, and Steve is amazing as God. Like it's definitely not something that you would have seen before. I think. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor. And just the looking at the people you've worked with, you worked with some of uh, the very best. Is there anyone like on your bucket list as an actor, like, oh, I would love to work with this person? Is there someone out there who's your white yeah. male, as it were? Yeah, I really want to work with um, Steve Carell. I'm like a huge fan of his. I'm a huge fan of any comedic actor who's really funny, but also do drama, because that's my ultimate kind of thing is someone who can do both. Um, and so he, to me, has like always kind of been like a shining beacon of light because he's the most funniest person but also um he's just so good when he doesn't have to be funny so he's definitely up there and i'm also a huge emma stone fan i would love to work with her um, yeah. there's a lot of people i love working and i i learn the more that i work that people are actually really nice <laughs> the people that are your idols are actually really <laughs> nice and like so it's kind of like been a nice thing to be like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is like the funniest, nicest guy. I get more and more excited to work with all kinds of people because I've so far had only positive experiences. So so take us back to a very, very young Karen Sony. What got you into acting? Was it something you always wanted to do? Was it something that came about uh, a little bit later on in your life? Uh, it was definitely later. I was very shy. I'm still actually very shy. Um it, for me, performing is very much not my comfort zone. Um, but weirdly, a film set, I feel very comfortable because um, I'll, I'll, my therapist has like analyzed it. But basically, uh, I wasn't very, uh, <laughs> wasn't very outgoing. But um, I uh, got into it by accident. Uh, I went to school in India, and I grew up there in high school. And so, in my the school that I went to, I was doing really badly in the sciences. So they switched me out to like an arts class to just like bring my grade point average up and so I took a drama class and I kind of just like faked my way through it and then um we had to do a play at the end of the year and I did this play and it was a comedy and I had no idea like I was I could do comedy or any of it and it was after that play that you know people came up to me and I uh and we were like oh that was really funny and it kind of just like like motivated me to keep doing it because I'd never played sports or anything so it almost felt like that was like my like sports team was like that I would do like comedic plays or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just did that as a hobby 
And then I came out to school, I went to LA to USC and um, I stopped acting, stopped doing all that. I studied business. And then after a semester, I kind of was pretty depressed. And then uh, my advisor at school was like, you know, you did a lot of creative stuff back then. And I was like, oh no, that was a hobby. And he was like, no, I think that that makes you happy. You should like maybe try to like invest in it again. And then I started doing theater and stuff at college. And that's when I really tried to like, you know, understand how you make a living doing all of that because I realized that like it wasn't just a hobby I was like very much happy doing it um but film and tv for me is kind of the perfect thing because even though it's like your work is going to get seen by potentially millions of people when you're making it it feels very intimate like when you're doing a take yeah. it's kind of quiet and laser focused on like this very small chunk of like dialogue and information so for me, it almost feels like I'm not on a stage, like projecting my voice. It's like film and TV acting. You have to like rein it all in. So in a weird way, it's like the perfect kind of thing for me because I get to like perform, but I don't feel the pressure of being on a stage in front of like, you know, 100,000 people or whatever. Um, sure. It just then comes to promoting stuff and all that, which makes me lose my mind. But <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you. Thank you. I, I appreciate the time, too. Yeah. Um, with with what you've said about comedy, uh, you feel like you're more of a comedic actor. Um, as far as the the old saying, they say uh, drama is easy, comedy's hard. Do you feel that is the case, or do you just naturally gravitate more towards the comedic roles? Um, I just think. Well, well I feel like uh, okay. So the first part is is drama easier comedy. I would just say like in general. Um, it's easier to watch someone do bad dramatic acting than watch someone do bad comedic acting. <laughs> when someone's trying to be funny and not being funny to me, that takes, it feels like a torture versus if someone's just bad at acting. You're kind of like, okay, like, you know, I can still kind of sit through it. Um, but right. trying to be funny and just not being funny, like bombing is like really, I think hard. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. Um, and in terms of what I prefer doing, um, I like both actually equally, but then when it comes to actually working, um, there's a lot of dramatic actors who are very good with switching it on and off. Actually, Ryan is one of those people. Um, there's a scene that I got to watch him do when he's in the bar in the second movie, um, uh, in the beginning of the movie. Um, and he really, like, we were having a day where we were just doing fun stuff, and then there was a moment where he has to be sad, and he was able to just switch it, like, right away. It was amazing. I'm not like that. Like, if I have to do, like, a sad scene, I have to just think about that the whole day. And so I generally prefer comedy for that reason because it honestly is the best job in the world because you can just have fun. The more you have fun on the day, the better the product is going to be. So you really just go and you're trying to make everyone laugh, and that's your job. And to me, that's, like, the most amazing thing. Um, so I love doing both, but if I had to pick one, I definitely prefer comedy because I leave – work and I feel like happy and just good about life versus that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And with Deadpool two uh, out in theaters already this weekend, um, what would you say is the, is, was your favorite part of doing the sequel? And we'll get that answer from Karin Sony talking Deadpool two right after this. Stand by. This is Shin Han, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. This segment brought to you by Marcus Theaters. If you're going to check out Deadpool 2, maybe you haven't seen it yet, 
do it in a Marcus Theater. I'm holding in my hands right now the uh, copy of Go Magazine, and they've got their Go List 2018. And wouldn't you know it, right here in the paper, uh, voted by St. Louisans favorite movie theater makeover, Marcus Werenberg Theaters. Uh, They say it's a bittersweet time whenever a local business is acquired by out-of-towners. That being said, we also like nice things, and we love what Milwaukee-based Marcus Theaters, the nation's fifth-largest movie chain, has done since taking over Werenberg. The 14 locations, including nine theaters in St. Louis, Marcus has invested millions of dollars, and let me tell you, it shows, by the way, uh, in the upgrades that so far include heated and reclining seats, screen updates, improved food and drink options, self-serve ticketing kiosks, $5 $5 ticket Tuesdays. Uh, Marcus brought Werenberg, the oldest family-owned and operated theater chain in the country at the time, into 2016, uh, and they've really updated it. I've gone to uh, several of their theaters. They're just about done with the renovations at DePere, and it looks great. I popped in just yesterday to get a gift card for my brother-in-law for his birthday, and if you're uh, looking for gift cards, if you're a Marcus Theater a, a loyalty member, you've got that card. You can get rewarded for getting other people gift cards. You can get rewards on all of your stuff. They have those $5 Tuesdays, as I mentioned. They always have special things going on. But really, really uh, kudos to Marcus for getting uh, the award for Best Theater Makeover in the entire St. Louis area. It's voted on by St. Louisans right here. And if you're not in St. Louis, that's okay. There are 11 states in which Marcus owns and operates theaters. You can go to MarcusTheaters.com, click on the Locations tab, find a location near you. Get out there and see Deadpool. Get your tickets now for Solo, which comes out very soon. You'll be glad you did. If you're going to see a movie, see it in first class with Marcus Theaters. Right before the break, we were talking with Karin Sony from Deadpool 2, and he plays Dopinder, and we asked him what was his favorite part about filming the sequel. Okay, so I guess I can give a spoiler now or no? I'm so stressed about talking about this Um, movie. I don't want to get you sued, obviously, so... It's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll just be vague about it. You'll know what I'm talking about. And if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. At the end of the movie, there's a slow motion run. I don't know if that's still, yes. if that's making sense. <laughs> okay. That was the most fun thing for me to do. Because when we did the first movie, um, we shot that for a whole day, by the way, which was just like the other three actors were just like, do we get it? And I was secretly on the inside being like, let's do one more. Because I, for whatever reason... <laughs> I've been in like a lot of things that have never been like in an action movie of this scale. And it always just seems so fun to like see actors like doing that kind of stuff to me. Like that was just so fun. And in the first movie I was there the day, like my character drops them off at the the junkyard and then the three of them do the walk at the end of the movie. So I was there Mm -hmm. to see them film that and they actually play the song, the music as you're doing it. And it just feels like a superhero. And so when I read in the script that I get to do that and the way it was written, I was like, this is really funny and like, it's great. That was the most fun day for me. Um, and then also in that lineup to be standing next to those three people uh, was really fun and cool too. So, And again, without spoiling anything, uh, kudos on helping Team X-Force succeed with their final mission there at the very end uh, with your cab. So <laughs> yeah. that was great. I love that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see that moment because when I read that in the script, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and I heard it gets a big reaction every time it plays. So that's that's pretty cool. It does indeed. Yeah, the, our theater went wild for it. Uh, just uh, the, like I said, in my personal opinion, 
it exceeded uh, the first movie as far as laughs, action, everything. So I, I think uh, I think you guys have another hit on your hands. Yeah, I hope so. Like I was really nervous going into this one just because the first one, I've never been in something that's been so successful. So like in ways like after that movie came out, almost on a daily basis, someone tells me how much they liked the first movie. So I can't even imagine how much of that Ryan gets like multiplied times a million. And so you just feel the sense of like, oh God, I hope it's like, you know, not going to be horrible and people are going to like it. Um, And then kind of when I read the script, I was like, oh, I see what this is. Like the first one was kind of him being a loner and like having this lone, like romantic kind of mission. And this one is really about him learning to play with others. And it's like, kind of like a dysfunctional family that he forms. And I just think that that's kind of great because it's different from the first one. And it gives a chance for like all the other amazing actors who are in the movie to like really kind of have their own characters that like complement, you know, Deadpool. And I just think that when I read the script, I was like, oh, this is going to definitely be like, like it's going to be really fun and different from the first one. And it seems like it's kind of standing on its own, which I think is pretty cool. And who knows, maybe for the third movie, we'll get the Deadpool core from the comic books. Uh, that that might be a possibility. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. There's, I mean, there's like so much in this kind of world of characters and stuff. I'm, I, I know there's a lot of options. We'll see what ends up happening. But for now, it seems like we made a kick-ass movie, so I'm happy about that. Absolutely. And I'll get, I'll, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'll just ask you one more question. Uh, now that you've, sure. uh, you've had the fame and, and experienced the first movie, you're going to be uh, even more notoriety ridden from the second one. Has anyone asked you to sign a Deadpool comic or Deadpool merchandise when they see you? Have you ever had that happen yet? Yes. I've signed uh, Deadpool DVDs a lot. I've signed. Um, um, and actually, I have signed like a comic. Actually, at the airport, someone was reading one, and I signed it. Um, but I've signed a lot of people's Blu-rays and DVDs. Um, and actually, the other last year, was someone was this company was redoing the alarm system in my apartment, and um, the guy was being kind of like really mysterious. And I was like, oh, he's probably just like a weird dude. Like he just kept staring at me, and it was really weird. <laughs> and then he said he needed to come back to make a second appointment to finish the thing. But it seemed like a pretty simple job. And then he came back and he was like, hey, like, everything's working. I just need you to sign, like, 12 Blu-rays. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the whole time Getting he was hit up by like, the electrical phone face. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about you knowing where I live. But, okay. Um, but I'm alive. It's been a year and he, he hasn't broken into my place. But, but, yeah, I get a lot of DVDs and stuff that people want me to sign. And then I get a lot of uh, people want to high-five me in person a lot, which I get a lot. <laughs> and A nice um, crisp high-five. Yeah, the weirdest one was at a urinal um, (laughs) airport next to me. We were both using the facilities, um, and the person removed their hand from you-know-where. Oh! Did a double take and wanted me to do it right then and there. And I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, maybe after we wash our hands, maybe I'll get the image out and do it outside the bathroom. But I was like, this is insane. Like, there's no way I am doing this. And they didn't think it was anything weird about it. Like, they thought I was probably being, like, difficult or something. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, there's there's a lot of that stuff. The burden of fame, right? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've enjoyed speaking with you. Uh, Karn and Sony, yeah. you can for him on TBS in The Miracle Workers, Deadpool 2, out in theaters now. Karn and Sony, thank you so much for your time today. All right, thank you so much. Yeah, um, thanks for watching the movie. Anytime. Thanks. Have a great day.
Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Absolutely great. And that Miracle Workers uh, sounds great. Steve Buscemi is God. Daniel Radcliffe is a fellow angel. Uh, that's got success written all over it. We're going to come right back talking with Justin Burnett, owner of Justin's Comics, right after this. Stand by. Hi, this is Karen Sony, and you're listening to me on Geek to Me Radio. Lucky you. Once again, thanks to Karin Sony for the interview. If you haven't seen Deadpool 2 in theaters yet, get out and see it now. And as we mentioned, get out and see it in a Marcus theater. Uh, this segment brought to you by DiscoverStCharles.com. Historic St. Charles, a wonderful, wonderful place to visit. There are all sorts of things to see and do out there. Uh, not just along Main Street, but in the outlying areas. They've got that huge fast lane cars if you're a car nut. Go there. You'll see some fantastic-looking cars. Uh, there's all sorts of things to see and do in St. Charles itself. If you like good food, City of St. Charles has you covered with a bunch of places to eat that are unlike anywhere else. They have that Streets of St. Charles over there where you can get a Dewey's Pizza. Uh, they've got some great sushi restaurants in there. Cool places to eat. And again, Main Street itself is actually just brilliant. Uh, if, you're, if you just watched the Royal Wedding yesterday, if you're an Anglophile like myself, you can head to the English shop in the 300 block and get all sorts of cool things. You can uh, just go up there, up and down the street, take your dog for a walk, go play in Frontier Park. Uh, if you're a history buff, they got plaques in all the buildings, tells you all about who slept here and what went on at this place, and that you can see the first capital of the state of Missouri. It's in St. Charles. Uh, just a great place to see, fun things to do all the time, good places to eat. A good time will be had by all. Check out the website to plan your trip now, discoverstcharles.com. Very proud to have them as our premier sponsor from the beginning of the radio show. Uh, all coming up on two years, hard to believe, but uh, huge thanks to the city of St. Charles, Joe Ward, Elizabeth Phelps over there at the CVB and discoverstcharles.com. Speaking of St. Charles, brand new comic book shop. If you're looking for some place to go get your weekly comic book fix on new comic book day every Wednesday, Justin Burnett has just opened Justin's Comics uh, right there in St. Charles, 500 South 5th Street in St. Charles. Justin, thanks very much for being on air with us today. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me on. So you've uh, how, how long ago was it that you opened? It's been less than a year, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? Yeah, it was just uh, November 18th last year was our, our grand opening. And uh, you've, every time I go in there, you guys, you guys have some kind of event going on. We just had free comic book day, and I popped by. But you guys have sales going on all the time, and you've got a good variety of comic books, too. A lot of variant covers, which I love. I'm a sucker for the variant covers, and I don't think there's another store in the entire St. Louis metropolitan area that has more variant covers than you guys do. Oh yeah, I really, I really appreciate the compliment on. But yeah, we try to strive on having you know good vintage comics and and a good variety of, of variants. And and you mentioned the events too, like sales are a big part of our store. But not just that. I mean, we're we're a social, a very social store. So I like for people to come in here, have a good time. You know, get in on the sales, all the cool variants. Like talk to us. It, it's just something. It's been a great first um, half year for us. It really has been. So before I had you on air, you and I kind of spoke a little bit, and I, I, I told you, I said, it's one of the things I've always talked about. Man, if I, if I had my druthers, I would just love to open up a comic book store. That'd be, like, the most fun thing to do. Uh, Kevin Smith even did it. He's a huge fanboy. He's got the secret stash there in New Jersey. What was it that made you decide to own your own store? Obviously, you're a comic book fan, but uh, was it something beyond that? Kind of tell us the origins of Justin Comics. 
You know, it was just life coming together at the right time. You know, first off, it's going to sound like kind of a, a post-game speech after I four, you know, scored four touchdowns. But I got, <laughs> you know, I got to thank like family, friends, employees, fans, creators, and God. Or I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fans and creators and all these other people. We wouldn't even be here in the first place. But um, as far as like my own origin with it, I do have experience in business, not comic book store until I've done this, but I had a cleaning business for over 14 years, or over 15 years now that I co-founded. I have a little bit of experience in media, helping out with, like, um, a couple of years back, helping out with college football stuff, like Arkansas State University. So I kind of combined those things, and, um, you know, I've been a comic book fan most of my life. In the last few years, I, I revisited collecting, collecting comics, and I got to the point where I was just getting so many and I was studying the market at the same time. I'm like, why don't I just put all this together and, you know, start my own store? So um, that's what I ended up doing, and it's it's been great. It really has been. It is a never-ending learning curve. I really believe yeah. that. Um, as long as we keep learning, we'll keep growing. And, um, man, it's been so rewarding. You mentioned Free Comic Book Day. It was, it was insane, insane in a good way. <laughs> um, the first five days of May, we didn't – more in sales than we did the whole month of January. Wow. And I just that we had hundreds of people in our store that weekend. It it was really fun. It's fun to see the families. It's fun to see all the different types of people. It's a great time for comic books right now. And as you probably heard, we did that live read. Uh, City of St. Charles is one of our official show sponsors. Uh, so obviously, I love St. Charles. What made you decide when you were looking for a location? Because they always say with business, location, location, location. What was it that made you settle on St. Charles and uh, the, the, the historic district there as the place to open up? Um, I was lucky enough to, that I shopped around and found some affordable, one thing. But not just that. I, I think the St. Charles was a good um, way to bridge the gap between the city fans and the rural fans. I got people coming from both directions to St. Charles, and I've even had some people travel from far away to here. Um, and I, I really, I really like. I mean, it's. I really like this area of town. Like I, I always go back to the social aspect. People. You know, I go to the Dollar General across the street. They all know me now, and I talk about the store. It's just a great, um, great environment. That's one of the things that um, I'm cross crossing over a little bit here. People talk about the digital age and all that. That doesn't. I, I'm not afraid of that because you're not going to have the same experiences coming into a store as you would online. Yeah, uh, and it, it's just a great. It's a great place to be. And uh, Stan Lee is famously quoted as saying, "When someone said, do you think digital will replace?" actual comic books and stan lee famously said comic books are like boobs they're great to look at online but you kind of want to hold them in your hand uh so god bless stan lee 95 years old still uh still telling truth to the marketplace but that uh so when people come to you and say you're opening up a comic book store did you have any naysayers it's like everything's online now because i personally like the brick and mortar as you said i like the experience of going in holding the comic books, handling them, seeing which ones I want, kind of flipping through. Uh, so we're kind of of the same mind then as far as that goes, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had, a, of course, I had a lot, of, a lot of naysayers, but I had to put it in perspective. You know, like you talk about the Stan Lee quote, but something I always say is like when, when the Mona Lisa is worth nothing, then comic book art would be worth nothing. Until mm. then, I think we'll be fine, you know. And like I said, it's a tangible experience to – there's just so many aspects of having the, the physical form of the comic. And even the digital form, like as the cells that went up digitally, so have print cells. So it feeds off each other. You get more fans. Right. 
they become a fan digitally, they're more likely to come into comic books where and get at least some type of merchandise involved with that. And um, you speak of like the variant covers and the vintage, that is artwork right there. Artwork Absolutely. The it doesn't look as good to like post your iPad on the wall. You <laughs> want to put that comic on the wall, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a really fun time. So I'm not, I'm definitely not in fear of the digital forms like that. The number one thing with the store, I guess, of online digital to compete with is eBay. That's the thing right there. Yeah. You have to either beat eBay or be competitive with them because people that's where they're go to to look at on that stuff. So as a store, you do have to keep that in mind. I think we do a really good job of. of of um, taking care of eBay, you know, competing with them. And uh, we're going to take a quick, are you okay to hang with us through one break and come back and talk a little more? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Perfect. We are going to take our next break. We'll come back talking more with Justin Burnett, owner of Justin's Comics, 500 South 5th Street in St. Charles. Stand by. Tara Strong, we had a great chat with her. Uh, Warner Brothers asked that I hold off on the full interview until closer to the release of Teen Titans Go! Movie. We're going to have a brief clip of her coming up in the next segment telling you where you can see Tara if you want to go out and meet her at an upcoming convention, and she's got a lot of them coming up this summer. This segment brought to you by Tenacious Eats, that same paper I have, the Go! Magazine uh, winner of Favorite Dinner and Movie Experience, another one of our show sponsors, Tenacious Eats. Uh, various locations. It's not dinner theater, folks. It is full contact dining. She just had a very, very successful event at the West End Grill and Pub. We did a royal wedding watch party. I woke up at 3 a.m. to go host that for her. It was well worth it. Um, we had uh, a full house. She had three different seating. Some of the stuff on her menu was just amazing. People love the food, but people love the atmosphere, getting involved in it. Uh, she had the mini cheddar Yorkshire puddings with buttered scones uh, with uh, mulberry and orange marmalade jellies. We had bangers, eggs, chips, bacon, tomatoes, and they had a royal wedding cake, elderflower and lemon curd with French buttercream, just like Harry and Meghan had. Huge congratulations to Harry and Meghan. Huge congratulations to Chef Liz of Tenacious Eats. Got a lot of coverage for that. We were on Channel 4 News, Post-Dispatch, ABC came out and did a piece. Uh, So if you want to go check out a fun event, have a good time. If you like movies, if you like food, TenaciousEats.com is the website. Follow Chef Liz on Twitter at Tenacious Eats. We are talking still with Justin Burnett, owner of Justin's Comics, talking all about uh, owning a comic book store. Uh, it's my dream job. One day I'll, I'll get it, I'm sure. Uh, we were talking about all the different uh, variant co- covers you have for comic books there, Justin, all the different stuff. I can only assume with the comic book movie boom that's happened in the past 10 years, I, think, I would think comic book shops are busier than ever. Are you seeing a lot of new readers coming in saying, hey, I just saw Deadpool. Do you have any Deadpool comics? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it feeds off each other so much with the movies, you know, um, especially like with Infinity War. People wanted to, you know, because a lot of the stuff in Infinity War linked to, or at least, you know, it's kind of loosely based off the comics. So people were all of a sudden wanting to go back and read and see where this stuff's coming from, you know. Um, Black Panther, you know, Deadpool yeah. is going to keep feeding off of it because it's just really cool. But they've had the first one, but Black Panther is really a resurgence of of all sorts of people getting into Black Panther. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, t- 
times are changing. It really is probably, you know, in the world itself, but it, and it's being reflected through comic books. Comic book really, people don't realize that the pop culture and comics fuels our, our you know, culture greatly. Um, you know, in the past, I remember I'm 37, so in the 80s and 90s, you know, and I was collecting comics, like, Back then, being labeled a comic geek was like almost a, a derogatory term. Right. Now it's like a badge of honor to be called <laughs> that. Now you know it, it, things are flipping around in such a good way, and it, it, it's a fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, I remember in high school, I'd hide my Justice League comics in my folder so I don't want people to see I was reading comic books. Uh, but yeah, now you people are like wearing the T-shirts and everything else, so it's a good time for us. Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. Like now, if you, if somebody sees you with the comic, they'll want to read it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's a, it's a big difference. And before, it's brought in um, all different types of people. That's what I love. I love about that. The movies are real great conversation starters. It makes it a, even more of a, a, a get together event that people go and see. Um, they can get their kids into it more through the movie. Then they'll be able to engage them into reading more. You always hear that that. Um, same old saying that comic books is a great way to get kids to reading. Yeah. And I know that was one, like one of the first things I actually read without being forced to be read was a comic book. Right, exactly. And what? Uh, one last question before I let you go. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're running your business today. Um, what is? What are you finding being the most popular sellers right now? I know DC Rebirth is hot, but what else is really flying off your shelves? You know, I don't know if it's this way most stores, but Venom is already heating up. That movie's coming out in October, and everybody, people, especially with some of the Del Auto cover art and stuff like that, people are really getting into Venom. Yeah. Um, that's that's one, of the, one of the big ones right now. Yeah, I grabbed that issue number one. I had I got a variant cover. I did. I couldn't spring the 250 for the Todd McFarlane variant, but uh, that was a good-looking comic book cover as well. But, oh, yeah, yeah, that's some of the... Some of the art is, is just unreal with the stuff. The Del Autos are, are popular. I know I'm, I'm probably forgetting a bunch of them right now, but it's, um, man, it's a great time. It is. And tell people where they can find you if they want to uh, if they want to visit the store and also where you are online as well. Yeah, we're on uh, 500 South 5th Street, and, uh, of course, we're in St. Charles, Missouri. We're open um, noon to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. Um, our website is justinscomics.shop. We're on Twitter at Justin's Comics 1, and you can find us on Facebook at Justin's Comics. Fantastic. Thanks very much for taking time out of your day to be on air with us, and I'll look forward to seeing you very soon for my new Comic Book Day fix. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. There he goes, Justin Burnett, owner of Justin's Comics. We are coming right back with Tara Strong right after this, so stand by. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back, wrapping it up. My thanks once again to Car and Sony from Deadpool 2, talking about the movie and awkward urinal high fives. Uh, thanks to Justin Burnett of Justin's Comics for jumping on air, talking all about opening up a comic book shop. Uh, coming up on his one year anniversary, make sure you go out there if you're in the St. Louis, St. Charles area. Pay him a visit, grab some cool stuff from him. Uh, we had a chance to speak with Tara Strong, the upcoming Teen Titans Go movie, which is out in theaters this summer. Uh, Warner Brothers asked that uh, I hold off on the interview, airing it until 
the uh, closer to the movie time, which I'm a man of my word. I said I would. We're just going to, as I was talking to her, I usually ask, so where can people find you lately? And I thought, ah, this is going to be old news by the time the interview airs. But she did tell us uh, where she is going to be in the St. Louis, I'm sorry, not in the St. Louis area, in the country as far as cons coming up. And I figured I could at least let her relay that information to you. So Tara Strong, my niece Sophia says hello. Dear Princess Celestia, today I talked to a really cool guy about his niece, Sophia. I hope all her dreams come true. Thank you so much. That'll make her entire year. I want to get her anything for her birthday now. Thank you for that. And <laughs> You're welcome. What uh, upcoming appearances, uh, before I let you go, any upcoming cons or appearances where people can come meet you? Because I know you do a lot of the cons, and I've always heard great things. You're always a delight for the fans to interact with. Uh, any upcoming cons we can mention? Yep, I'm going to... Um... I'm going to Detroit this weekend, um, and then I have. Uh, let me see. Let me see my. I have a lot this year. Uh, okay, so this weekend is Motor City, and then I have Denver Comic Con in June 15th. Then I'm going to Florida SuperCon July 12th, and I have Boston Comic Con August 10th, and I have Amazing Comic Con Aloha in Hawaii. So hopefully they're all. Good. And there's no more volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to Dragon Con in, um, in August in Atlanta. And, of course, I'll be at San Diego Comic-Con. Perfect. I might see you. We broadcast uh, hopefully live from Denver Comic-Con and, and from Dragon Con. So hopefully I'll see you at one of those, too. Oh, sounds good. Come say hi. Absolutely. Uh, Tara Strong, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute delight. I, I tried not to gush too much. But as I said, I'm a huge brony and a huge fan of yours. Thank you for your time. Oh, well, lovely talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And she was delightful. Uh, great interview. We talked about Teen Titans Go. We talked about her work in The Killing Joke playing Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Uh, I mentioned we had the Brian Azzarello interview. It was kind of a controversial movie, uh, the, the the extra parts they put in for that. Um, but uh, we had a great chat with her, so look for that interview coming soon. I always try to let you know what's coming up, so if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at geek to me Radio and obviously Facebook.com slash geek me Radio next week. We are going to have Andy Bean and Keith Horn talking about the music behind the new Muppet Babies series on Disney Junior. We'll also be talking with Tom Stockman about his event, a history of the drive-thru at the Missouri History Museum. Until then, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I Friends, good night.